ask yourself every day these three questions. Who am I? What do I want? And what's my purpose? And when you ask yourself these questions every day, it brings you clarity. There's a lot of people, of course, they don't know what their purpose is. They don't know what they want to do in life. You know, they go off to college and they study one thing and they hate it, so they drop it. And, and that's okay. But as we ask ourselves these three questions, it starts to bring clarity. You're listening to The Grind and Gratitude Show. I am Danny Stone, and I've dedicated my entire life to helping people win. Win in their careers, win in their businesses, and win in their lives. This podcast is going to help you get on your grind and hustle to create the life you love and walk in gratitude along the journey. Each episode, I'll teach you tools and tactics and bring you conversations with experts that will help you turn your passion into a thriving online business. Life isn't about wishing for something greater. It's about making it happen. There's something special about you. Grind until you find it. Be grateful when you get it. All right. Welcome to the Grind and Gratitude Show. I am Danny Stone, and I have a very special guest with me on this episode. I have a good friend of mine, Mr. Jeff A.D. Martin is with us, and he's going to drop a lot of knowledge on you guys today. But look, before we jump into this, I just got to let you know a little bit about who Jeff is and um, why you need to listen to this episode. Okay. So as a result of Jeff's work as a transformational speaker and author of two critically acclaimed books, a top seller in the city of Toronto called The Brothers from the Six slash Sisters from the Six, Role Models in the Community, and another top seller on Amazon called New Me, 10 Men, 10 Stories of Perseverance. Jeff inspires others to step through their biggest fears and find their life's purpose. Jeff is also the curator of Inspire Legacy Speakers Academy, uh, created to help you turn your story into an into an edge of the seat motivational speech. Yeah, I love that. And, and also inspire legacy uh, student character development curriculum, which is created to turn students into successful adults. Welcome to the show, my boy, Jeff A.D. Martin. Coach Stone, what's going on, man? Hey, thank you so much for allowing me to be on your amazing podcast and to be one of the very first guests that you're interviewing as well. I'm elated. Well, I mean, that's the only way we could do it, right? That's, the, that's how it has to be. You know, you and I are, are go way back. We're really good friends. And it's, in, you know, I had to get you on here as one of the first guests for sure. So oh, look, sure. man, let's, look, this is just going to be like another one of our regular conversations that we have. Jeff and yes, I, sir. we're really good friends. We go back about five or six years now. And we always have these really amazing conversations. And whenever we kind of talk about it, we're like, wow, we should have recorded that. And yes. so this is going to be one of these conversations. And every time I talk to Jeff, I learn something new and I look at things from a different angle. So this is going to, we're in for a treat today, guys. Oh man. Thank you. Likewise, man. I feel the same way. Yeah. So Jeff, you know, you let's, let's first start with, with the book and kind of how we really kind of came together. And so tell everybody about new me and, and what it is and kind of how it came together, because right now, it's making waves all across, you know, Canada. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, I'm, I'm so grateful that you are a part of this book and not just the book, the movement in terms of just really putting ourselves out there and doing the things that I believe that we as human beings should be doing. The whole idea of new me came about because I've been out there doing things in the community. 
I do a lot of motivational speaking. I do a lot of work with schools, with students, with adults as well. And I said to myself, you know, I'm making an impact, right? But if I can reach out to other people who are doing something very similar, making an impact in their own very special way, and we can actually come together, how amazing would it be? Like how much more of an impact could we make collectively? So the idea came to me at like four in the morning, get up to use a washroom and just, you know, when your brain's not fully functioning and boom, the idea, the idea came into my head. And I find that's when a lot of my ideas come into my head. And so I'm like, this could be something. And so I talked to my wife about it. We kind of, you know, went back and forth with how it would look. And then I started looking for individuals who were doing their thing in the community as well. And that's kind of how it came together in terms of wanting to make a bigger impact by coming together instead of going separately. And so how did you choose like the 10 men? By the way, you know, thanks for making me a part of this project. I was very honored that you asked me to be one of the 10 men that you asked to, to write a chapter and be a part of the movement. Uh, so how did Absolutely. you come up with the 10 men? How did you decide who to ask and who to bring on board? So that's got to be one of the hardest things. And I got to tell you, because on surface, like on social media, people are showing their best <laughs> self every single day, right? We all do it, right? Even, you know, we're all, we all do it. However, sometimes their best self on social media, that's all there is. Like there's nothing behind the scenes. And so I start looking on social media and start doing my research in terms of what are guys really doing? Like, what are they really up to? Because my goal was not to reach out to guys who are looking to gain uh, some type of celebrity status from this book. I was looking for individuals who are actually putting in the work, who are looking to make a difference in people's lives. And if we can gain some money from it, if we can gain some you know, status, whatever that might look like from the book, from the platform, then it's all good. But that's not what our goal is. And so looking for that type of individual was difficult. Like I said, a lot of guys out there showing that they care, but when you really dig deep down inside, you're looking that, you know, it's all surface. So I started looking for guys who were really working within with other people, working with the community to better people, putting themselves before the people. And of course, my man, Danny Stone pops up, you know what I'm saying? Um, and of course, I knew you before putting this book together, but just knowing the type of person who you are, um, the work you've been doing for, for years now, the fact that you have your own book from before and your book speaks on trying to help people, you know, to put them in the driver's seat of their life. I'm like, Danny's a guy. Like Danny's mm -hmm. definitely one of the guys. And not only were you the guy, you are like one of the number one because mm -hmm. of how much work you've put in. Yeah. Like you have put in so much effort and, you know, the truth is you didn't have to but you made the commitment to doing that because you see the greater picture. You still see it to this day that we can really move mountains with the movement of what we're doing here. And so you continue to continue to put the effort and the work in. And that's what I'm so appreciative of, man, because it now it allows us to make such a bigger impact in places that we would never think we would reach. Yeah. Right. Like I've shared the story with you, Danny, that I went into a jail system in Toronto jail to speak to some of the inmates. And when I walked in, one of the guys, the very last guy to walk in, he looked at me and he says, I know you. And I'm like, ooh, oh, okay. Um, you know what I mean? Like, where do you know me from? I'm a little nervous. He's in his orange jumpsuit, right? And he says, I read about you in the newspaper. You and your brothers had a book launch called New Me. And he went on to describe what it was about. And I'm like, wow. Like, I was so taken back. Like, here he is in a jail system 
right? Like we dream, we have dreams of, of, of reaching Brazil. We have dreams of reaching Australia, of doing different things, of, of speaking to crowds in these different countries. But no one really has a dream to say, let me reach the people in jail who actually need the help. And he heard of us before I even got there. So it's because of you, Danny. It's because of the brothers who've been into this book who are making this movement bigger than just any one of us. Man, I mean, that's a powerful story. And, and you know, thank you for everything that you said. But, you know, you've been doing a lot of great work in the community for many years and, you know, bringing us all together for this project and, and this whole and to form this movement, you know, really much respect to you because you've been out there, you know, changing lives for, for many, many years. And I think when you first brought me on to the project, you and I both had the vision of it's more than a book. It, it has to be a movement to help boys and men break through their challenges and really step into who they are. And I think you and I had that from the beginning. Now, you know, you know, I think the great concept that we, we had for the book was each one of us writing a chapter about a different challenge that we've overcome. So why don't you kind of just give people the Coles Notes version of your chapter, kind of what you talked about? Absolutely. So for me, it was a huge battle that I faced going back many years ago. So one of the things is I'll I'll start off with, I've been a police officer for the last 15 years. I have worked on a number of investigations uh, from a detective standpoint, including forensically interviewing many children who have been uh, the victim of some of the most heinous crimes you could think of, uh, homicides. You know, I've been involved in all of that stuff. But going back, when I, the very first um, year that I was a police officer, so I'm brand new on the job and I'm excited of this new job because I grew up in a neighborhood that was tough. And every time I saw police officers come in, it was always, it always felt like it was harassment. And I remember thinking to myself, if I can actually do that type of job, but use that power for good, I can make such a, a powerful impact. Right. And so I pushed, I shoved, and I finally got the position of becoming a police officer. Like I was super excited that I finally reached a goal. But just 15 days after graduating from police college, I got a phone call that a cousin of mine, a very good cousin of mine, um, who was more like a little brother to me, to be honest with you, uh, he was murdered. Uh, His life was taken at the age of 23. And so I talk about the police officer thing because, again, growing up in a tough neighborhood, I learned a lot of tough lessons. And one of the lessons I learned was revenge. Mm. And I battled with, it was almost like the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other right? Where I was, you know, wanting to protect and serve as a police officer would, but the other side wanted to go out there and to handle my business. I want to go out there and do the exact thing that those guys did to my cousin. So their family could feel the exact pain that me and my family were feeling. Right. It was a battle that I had gone with back and forth for a long time. But at some point in time, I had a conversation with somebody who said, Jeff, what you're going through, you have to understand you have the ability to dictate where your life is going. And as painful as that circumstance was, the same energy that you're putting out, the negative energy, like I was putting out negative energy to the point where I almost lost my girlfriend, who's now now my wife. Wow. You know, I almost lost some really good friends because I just didn't want to be around anybody. Wow. However, I was able to learn to take that negative energy and to turn it into something positive. And now the energy, that same level of energy that I had back then, I've turned it around now and I'm out there and I'm telling you, I'm saving lives. And I don't say that in a cocky way. I say it because I've been able to learn to walk in my purpose. And my purpose has been to stand up and to speak life into people who are going through difficult circumstances. 
And so my story is exactly that. It talks about the battle that I faced losing my cousin Omar, but where I am now and how I was able to overcome that difficulty. And I think that we all can learn from that because all of us have gone through some type of trauma in our life. We've all gone through some type of difficulty, whether it be a divorce, whether it be your parents getting a divorce, whether it be bankruptcy, like the list can go on and on. However, if we can learn to stand on top of our story, not drown in our story, then there's someone who can learn from your story and be blessed by it and have their life changed, have their life healed, have them recognize that their life is valuable and important. But again, it all comes down to understanding your difficulty and learning from it and taking the lessons from it to, to push your life forward. Wow. I love that. Stand on top of your story. I love it, man. I think, absolutely. I think that's brilliant. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us have to learn lessons from things that didn't go right in the past. Like we have to learn that, you know, whether it's somebody, you know, who unfortunately passes away, whether it's some other really difficult uh, situation that's happened to you, what is the lesson in that? What can you take from that? And how can you walk through that stronger than you were before? Absolutely. Right? And I think that's, that's the important thing that a lot of us miss when we, we, you know, we fall short or something really bad happens in our lives. Absolutely. And that goes even to the title of the book, New Me. Sometimes we have to learn to die to the old me so the new me can be born. Mm. And when we continue to hold the grudges, the doubts, the, the revenge, you know, the issues that we have faced in some of these problems. And Danny, I can tell you again, being a seasoned investigator, I have met people who have sat in front of me and have told me about things that they've been through at five years old. I'm talking about they're 55 years old and they've told me about issues they've been through when they were five years old and these people can't function. I'm talking about they can't hold down a job, they can't hold down a relationship, something that happened at five years old. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm not here to judge. I'm, I'm definitely not here to judge. But I want to let people know that even though there are things that we go through, it is so important to learn that not to allow those situations to hinder us, but we can grow from them. Right. There's always a lesson within that story. We have to learn to die to the old us so the new us can be, the new us can be born. The new me can be born. You know, I mean, even even like you said, like hearing some of those stories that you hear, like, how do you deal with that? Like, what do you what do you do to kind of deal with some of the things that you've seen and heard? Like, how do you how do you move through that? Hey, man, I, I'm here to speak life. And that's what I'm here to do. That's that's a part of my calling to be here on this in, in, in this world to speak life. And I say that because I have seen other investigators, like really good investigators who are, you know, excellent at their job, but they're not so good with their people skills. Mm. People will come in and they'll talk about, you know, something that's happened to them. As I said, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, two years ago, whatever it is, two days ago. And someone's confessing something to you that they've never told a soul. Like I've had a grown man, one comes to mind right now. This man was about 45 years old. And he told me when he was in the seventh grade, he was sexually assaulted by a teacher. Wow. And that stuck with him. He's a father now. He's, you know, he's a, he's a husband. And I was the very first person that he told. Wow. And so a lot of people that I know who work in that field, when it's done, they're like, okay, thank you very much. I'll be in touch with you, you know, as we go along in the investigation. But I recognize that it's bigger than just that, that job. My job is, is, is greater. My role is greater. And so once the cameras are off and lights are, you know, you know the interview's done, I, I sit and ask these people, Tell me how you really feel. 
-hmm. What's really going on in your life? Because again, these are situations that have held people back for so many years. And the sad thing is with some of these people, when they have children, they pass on some of these same issues as well. And these children have issues and they don't even know why. So I believe it's, it's my job to go deeper, to go further, to almost become that life coach to some of these people, because that's what it really takes for some people to get through some of the problems that they're facing. And so mm -hmm. I know that my role is bigger. No, that's powerful. And I think that is key, right? To know that your role is bigger because a lot of people are feeling stuck in their life right now and they're feeling like they got left behind and they're feeling like, I just, what's the point? And yeah. we, I think it's important that people know that your life is bigger. Like it, it might take some time to find your gift or, or that one thing or that two things that you're really great at, but, but don't give up on searching for it. Right. Like yeah. look how you stumbled into this. You, you stumbled yes. into to this, right? Absolutely. And, it was a stumble. Yeah. And so like for you, like, okay, I understand like the story that you, you told in the book and you know how everything happened with your cousin, but like, how did you get to like becoming a speaker? Cause it's one thing to be like, okay, I'm going to share my story maybe with one or two people to like, I'm actually going to be an empowerment speaker and stepping out there. How did that whole thing happen? Yeah. So I've always recognized, as I said earlier, when I saw police officers and I saw the power that they had. And I thought to myself, how can someone use that power and really make a difference to the community? And so that's always kind of been in the back of my mind. And so I came to recognize that with certain positions that, you know, you can grab people's attention. And so that's kind of what I was chasing initially. And then with that position, I would go and speak to kids at schools and even adults in community centers. And I would kind of share with them, you know, what you're going through. I totally understand because I've been there but you don't have to end up there. And the more I kind of shared that little message, it grew into a bigger message. And the more I noticed that people started to listen. I remember the very first time I stood in front of a high school and I was asked to speak and I went there and I had all these great ideas. I was going to, you know, <laughs> throw these things out there. I was going to be the next Les Brown. And then I went up there and I forgot half the stuff. And the rest of it was like mumble jumble. Like it was a mess, right? But then I remember afterwards feeling down on myself, like, oh my gosh, that was horrible. But I still had a couple of students come up to me and say, Jeff, you know, like we really learned from what you just said. And I was like, okay. And I realized that I had something. And the more I was able to step in it is the more I recognize I really have a gift in this area. And I got to tell you, Danny, you know, through the gift of public speaking and going and really standing in front of people and, and sharing my story, sharing the, the journey that I've been through, even sharing the journey of other people as well. I've been blessed to change people's lives. You know, I had a young girl, she was in the eighth grade, about 13, 14 years old, and she came to me after I did a series, about two or three series um, at her school. And she said, you know, Jeff, I've been listening to what you're talking about in regards to self-love and, and my value, and I've decided. And she pulled up her sleeve and I could see all the cuts in her arm, the self-inflicted the, the self wounds. And she said, I decided because of you, Jeff, I'm going to stop self-harming. Man, that's so amazing, man. That is so amazing. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Again, it's because I've decided to walk into my purpose, to take my negative energy that I had once had and to turn it into something to make an impact on this world. I mean, how did you feel like when she told you that? How did, how did you feel in that moment? At that moment, I hugged her. I hugged her. I, I, I started to tear up because I recognized that it was bigger than me. And Danny, you and I have spoken about this, like, like you doing this podcast is not about your ego. 
No. Like this is bigger than you. There's somebody who is living in a country, Danny, that you likely physically will never get to. But your voice, perhaps this interview, will reach them and it will change their life. Like literally change their life because of the words you say, they may go out there and start making more money. They may go out there and find that love they've been looking for. They may be able to heal uh, a broken bond between them and a family member. Like these things are bigger than us. So it's not about us just standing here and, you know, liking the sound of our voice or, or liking the fact that I can, you know, sign an autograph in the book. It's about trying to make change in the lives of people. We live in a time now where people are scared because of the, the coronavirus pandemic. And that's because you see them all went out and they bought all the toilet paper up, right? <laughs> right? Like people are, they're, they're scared, right? It's not that they're stupid or they're being selfish. They're scared. They need leadership. And then the other pandemic, and I, I call it a pandemic, right? The racism, the, the bigotry, the, the discrimination that we're, we're seeing in this world right now. Well, it's always been in the world, but it's really showing its face, right? In 2020, people need leadership. People need to, need to hear the voice of people like you and people like me so they can find the direction that they need to go into and make their life as magnificent as they can. And it starts by doing things like this. No, I completely agree. Uh, you know, we've we've had many conversations about this. And, you know, I think a lot of us sit back and wait for somebody else to lead. Mm. We sit back and we tell we wait for someone else to tell us what to do. Mm. And and I get it because sometimes we're just so stuck we can't find our way. But at least start with yourself. Start asking yourself the questions that you should be asking. Like, why am I here right now? What is it that I really want in my life? Mm. You know. What did I learn from that mistake? What did I learn from my successes? I've been successful before. You know, maybe I can learn something from the past and use that again in the future. Like we have to sit with ourselves and start asking ourselves some questions because, and, and you've said this earlier, and this is why you have to do that because once you start to ask yourself these questions and start to explore moving through challenges or trying to find out who you are, you start to kind of understand who you are, but then you attract the right people, yeah. right? Like you were saying, there's a lot of people out here who pretend that they can do all of these things for you and they pretend that they're the answer to all of your problems. And a lot of people get caught up in that because they haven't even started to ask themselves the questions to know what it is that they want. And once you start to do that, you'll, you'll be like, okay, yeah, um, maybe Jeff is the type of person I want to associate with because you know, right. now that I'm starting to figure out who I am, he can help me with that. But yes. I think that's important. And, and a lot of people, unfortunately, are out here taking advantage of people who are just feeling stuck or not sure what's next or confused, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the three questions that I've really honed in on over the last while, and I use this all the time with my students. So I run a student uh, mentorship program online every Sunday. And uh, these kids, high school age kids, some of them are about to go off to college, university. And I ask them, ask, I, I tell them, ask yourself every day these three questions. Who am I? What do I want? And what's my purpose? Yes. And when you ask yourself these questions every day, it brings you clarity. There's a lot of people, of course, they don't know what their purpose is. They don't know what they want to do in life. You know, they go off to college and they study one thing and they hate it. So they drop it. And, and that's okay. But as we ask ourselves these three questions, it starts to bring clarity. And it really is bigger than the university course you're taking. It's about your life, your purpose of your life. And that's what we need to do. And so you're absolutely right. There are people out there who are 
taking advantage, unfortunately, of people who don't know what they want in life, don't know what direction they're trying to go into. However, we all have to ask ourselves those three questions. When we start gaining clarity on who am I, what do I want, what's my purpose, then we can say, okay, now I know what direction to go with. Danny, you know what? I hear Danny talking. He's actually talking about the things I want to do with my life. Let me see if I can talk to Danny about maybe him coaching me or getting some tips from him or whatever the case might be, because you have clarity. So we have to gain clarity on who we are, what we want, and what our purpose is, and that's going to help to guide us. I'm, and I'm talking about even further than just the job that you want. Like that, those questions are going to guide you with the type of relationship that you want, right? With the type of children you want to raise, right? Mm-hmm. What your values are, what's, what's important to you. When you can ask yourself those three questions and ask the hell out of them, like ask them every single day to yourself. And every day it's going to bring just a little bit of clarity until it becomes so clear that it changes your life. Wow. I mean, that that's powerful right there. You know, definitely, if you're listening to this, you have to go back and make sure that you write down those three questions and try to answer them every day. Ask yourself these questions every day. I know I've asked myself those questions. That's how I got where I am. Yes. Asking myself those questions. Yes. And, and the other thing too, I, I love that you said that, is I often tell people you have to have the discipline to follow your curiosity. Mm. How can you know what your purpose is if you haven't tried other things? If yes. you feel like you're being pulled towards pursuing a relationship, traveling, starting a new career, starting your own business, whatever you feel that you're being drawn towards, you have to have the discipline to act on that. Because like Jeff said, that's where you're supposed to be at that time. And that could yes. open the door for finding that love of your life, you know, starting that dream business, um, really finding your purpose. But we have to act on that curiosity. Yeah, we really do. Again, when you ask yourself these questions, it will bring you that clarity. So there's a lot of people out there who hate their jobs, right? And Danny, you and I spoke, you know, I'm still working in policing. However, you know, as I emerge into the person that I know I'm becoming, you know, I know that I will be stepping out at some point in time and creating my own thing, right? When you ask yourself certain, these, these specific questions, it now brings clarity to who you are. So you don't have to sit in that job that you hate. You can actually start moving in the direction that you love. And even if you're working in that job that you hate, understand that there's going to be things that you learn from that job that you can use when you become that person you want to become, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's always about, that clarity with yourself and then using whatever position you might be in, as Danny just talked about, you know, you might be in a position now, but that, that position will lead you to the position that you're trying to get to. Right. And because I've been a police officer that has opened so many doors. Like I've said, especially at the beginning, when I first started this path, if I worked at Subway sandwiches, I worked at McDonald's and I knocked on the school's door and said, I want to talk to your kids. They're going to be like, yo, let's call the police. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to be like, who is this guy? I want to just come talk to our kids, right? Like something suspicious there. But because of my position, they're like, whoa, okay. And then they hear me speak and they're like, whoa, like we need to do some long time work with this guy, right? I have long-term contracts with some schools based on the work that I've done with them. And again, it started based on my position. So even if you are working at Subway Sandwiches or you are working at McDonald's, you can still leverage that to move into the goal, the dream that you want for yourself. There's always lessons, as we spoke about earlier, there's always lessons in your circumstances that you can use to propel you forward. Man, yes, yes. See, see, 
I hope you're listening. Now you understand why I have this guy on here. Right? He's <laughs> this knowledge on us. And I feel like I need a pen and paper right now, but I, I you know, I need to continue with this conversation, but guess what? When it's over, I'm going to be playing this thing back and making some notes. Cause that's what I do. So, <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I, love and I have access to this guy all the time since, you know, we have these conversations all the time. If you want to build your brand and reach more people around the world, Join the driver's seat membership program today and get coaching tools and resources that you need to build your brand, launch or grow your business and make a greater impact in the world. Each month you will get live coaching from me, coach Danny stone on topics from how to write a book, to launch a podcast, to find the right business idea, to scaling your business. If you're ready to live a more impactful life and build your legacy, go to IamDannyStone.com slash membership today to learn more and get in the driver's seat. So, so Jeff, let me ask you, right? Like you're a speaker, you're an empowerment coach. Uh, you're the founder of a school, which we're going to talk about in a minute. You're a, an entrepreneur. So do you wear all of those titles or do you consider yourself a speaker, an entrepreneur, a founder of a school? Like what, what do you like? What's the thing? I mean, you can be all of those things, but yeah. like, if you had to kind of really identify yourself as one, what, how would you? Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I do wear a lot of hats, even some that you have even mentioned. However, you know, I think for the most part, I am someone, you know, I, I don't want to misquote her, but I heard Oprah say the other day that life is about trying to live your highest, uh, your highest potential while you're here on earth. Something along those lines. I might have butchered that. Um, however, it really comes down to me. It's not necessarily about titles. It's about what can I produce while I'm here? Right. Like I had someone come to me and say, you know, Jeff, you know, I know you got your books going on and, you know, you got this going on. But, you know, now you got this school going on. And, you know, don't you think it's too much? But the, the truth is, Danny, is that, you know, I know that every gift that I put out into the world will bless someone differently. Right. Like, Danny, you know that there's someone out there who probably read your book who will never listen to this podcast because they just don't listen to podcasts. Right. But you bless them with your book or vice versa. Someone who never reads, but this podcast will come across them or social media videos comes across their timelines and they're like, whoa, who's this guy? Like what he just said there just, just really just shifted my mind, right? What we put out there will bless people differently. So it's all about, you know, you know, yeah, it sounds like I'm wearing a lot of hats, but really it comes down to how can I be a blessing to somebody? How can I speak life to somebody? How can I shift their thinking to better their circumstances? So that for me, that's what it comes down to. And that's what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm the same, you know, I, I'm not concerned about titles. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about being of service to others. I'm yes. concerned about helping people realize that there's something within them that they need to share with the world. That's, I'm not, I don't care about the titles. Right. And so I completely understand what you're saying. Like, see, we have to understand, like, it's about the end goal. It's not about how you get there. Right. That, you, you can, you, you can do it through, written word you can do it through spoken word you can but whatever whatever it takes to reach people yes uh, with your gift or your talent that's what it's about yeah absolutely there's a lot of broken people in the world danny a lot of broken people a lot of people who are stuck in their circumstances a lot of people who feel like you know they just can't move on they can't do better the neighborhood or the situation that they grew up in they be, they believe they're destined to be there and because they believe that they have children, the children are destined to, to feel the same way. You know, statistics will show that it's generations upon generations of people 
who are on welfare because they've learned it from grandma who taught it to mom who taught it to daughter. Yeah. Right. And we need to learn that we can break that cycle. The cycle of your parents being abusive, the cycle of your parents being, you know, whatever it is they might be going through, being broke, you know, going through bankruptcy, divorce, that does not have to be your future. And in fact, that will not be your future. That will not be your future. But you have to be the one who breaks the cycle within your family. Yeah, you know, I completely agree with that. And, you know, I think and that's why. You're you're the author of your own story, right? Yeah. You're writing it right now. It's not over. And so, you know, I, I did a I did a talk many many years ago uh, for some pro- financial professionals, and it was called "Living Your Legacy." Mm-hmm. And I asked this one question. I said, "If you were to die today, you don't even get tomorrow. You, if you were to die today, what would people say and write about you?" And people, you know, the audience looked around and people kind of looked shocked and so on. And I, and, and I said, think about it. And then I followed that up with, what would you want them to say about you? And then people looked even more shocked because what people would say and what they may say may not be the same thing. Very true. And so the point was that you're living your legacy right now. You're creating that right now. And you have the ability to create that, that narrative and that story right now, how you treat people every day, how you treat yourself every day. And so I love the fact that you, you know, that you said that. And this next question is you started a school and yes, to sir. train speakers and, and build confidence. And, and that, I think that's a great segue because that's what we're talking about. Building confidence. It's speaking is more than just about delivering a message. Right. It's Absolutely. about telling your story. It's about confidence. It's about self-worth. So talk a little bit about the school and how, why you started it and all that. Yeah, absolutely, Danny. Like going back to what you just talked about, I really believe that none of us are here by accident. Like there's no accident that you and I are the age that we're at now speaking, you know, doing this podcast interview here. It, it, there's no accident of the fact that, you know, we were possibly should have been born in the 1800s or the 1700s. Like we're here for a reason. We're here for a purpose. And I believe that while we're here, again, as I spoke about earlier, the problems that we sometimes face in life, it's a story. And it's a story that you can use to help and heal other people. And so I started this online academy, Inspire Legacy Online Academy, this specifically the speaking portion, because I want to help people to take their story and turn it into an edge of your seat motivational speech. I want to be able to help people to change the lives of others through sharing your story. And I've heard it. I've seen it. I've done it. And so because I know it works, I want to be able to help people to do the same thing. And every time I go out to a speaking event, I always get the question, you know, Jeff, I love what you do. Like, how were you able to get there? Like, I want to be able to do that. And finally, I have been able to put the pieces to the puzzle together so I can lay it out for others who are looking to walk the same path or a very similar path. I've had a lot of fails. I've had a lot of errors along my speaking uh, journey. But through learning through those, I've taken the keys and the pieces that have worked and have put them together so others can learn, so they can craft their story into something remarkable. And let me tell you, look, I've, I've seen Jeff speak many times and it is you're on the edge of your seat. He has you, it's a, it's an emotional roller coaster. He has you, you know, feeling ups and downs and, and, and excited and motivated and it's thoughtful and, you know, he mixes that with humor. So, you know, 
he is the guy, you know, if you want to, oh, to man, really learn it. how to communicate, if you want to learn how to get your confidence back and your self-esteem, then definitely he's the guy. I mean, if you, if you see him, you can hear him now. You hear the passion. <laughs> you're, you're on the edge of your I know. I know you're listening to this podcast right now and you're on the edge of your seat because Jeff just got you going right now. Let's so go. Imagine, Let's go. Imagine him teaching you how to in, empower yourself, how to like embody your story and your, and your message and deliver that to people so that you can inspire them to move differently, to take action. I mean, that's amazing, right? So, so Jeff, like, tell me a little bit more about the school. Is it an online school, a physical school? Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so right now it is an online school as we're speaking now. For those of you who might be listening to this four years from now, as we're speaking in 2020, we're dealing with a coronavirus pandemic, right? So as of right now, it is an online school. But as we step through the pandemic that we're dealing with, I will turn it into a school where people can come in and actually we can physically, because we can really do a lot of great things physically uh, together in terms of teaching public speaking. However, right now it is an online school and you still get a lot of the, the elements that's going to get you to the, ne- the next level. And the truth is, is that I've been able to educate myself when it comes to public speaking to learn things that, to be honest, even professional speakers, like some of the most popular professional speakers, they might be doing things and don't even realize they're doing it. And so I'm taking the elements of some of the things that they're doing that are that really make their speeches pop, and I'm breaking it down so people can really understand. I'm talking about the art of persuasion, right? I'm talking about modes of, of persuasion and being able to form your words and articulate it in a certain way that's going to persuade your audience, because that's what it's all about. You know, we've all been inspired. We've all been motivated to do certain things. And it's really taking those pieces and teaching someone how to do that. So even if you're going for a job interview, you can motivate that person in front of you who's hiring to hire you, right? (laughs) If you were presenting at school, if you're a pastor at a church, whatever it is, if you're, you know, you're in the clubs or, or, you know, whatever, you're out in the social scene (laughs) and you're trying to, you know, meet and greet, right? There's certain things that I'm able to teach you through this program that will help you to communicate better. And that's what it really comes down to is becoming better communicators. Well, I'm going to speak on it. You know, Jeff has definitely made me a better speaker. He's always dropping tips and tools on me and Uh and, and things that help. So, you know, since I've known him, I've definitely become a better speaker because of all the tools and resources and tips that you've shared with me. So, you know, I want to thank you publicly for that because um, I really appreciate that, man. And um, you know, just going to help me make a greater impact and reach more people. Well, thank you. And listen, I don't want to make it sound, this is your podcast. I know you're interviewing me right now, but you know, I got to let everybody know that you have helped me in so many ways, including this course, right? Like you are someone who has had the knowledge of online courses for a while and you have helped me kind of walk me through some of the pieces that I had no idea, like, you know, no idea how I was going to get off the ground and you were able to, to walk me through that. So, you know, I was sharing with Danny before, and I'll share it with everybody listening. You know, I have a bunch of people that I've known for years, and the conversations sometimes are really just about, you know, the the light things, you know, basketball or this and that. But Danny and I have sat down and we've talked about investments. Like, what are we going to invest in, you know, financially? We have talked about how are we going to move forward with doing this online course or that online course? You know, what book can we do next? Like, we're always talking about ideas and things that are going to propel us forward to, again, go back to help people to become better. So, you know, Danny might be a little modest here, but I got to tell you, he's been so helpful in the things he's done. And that's why he is Coach Danny. 
<laughs> Coach, Coach Stone. <laughs> thank you, thank you, brother. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, I think it's really, and this is, I think this is really important that we understand that because I meet a lot of people and they don't understand the value of relationships, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you have these sometimes friends or these let, let's go out to the club friends or let's go out and have fun friends, but you don't have friends that you can have these types of conversations with that are going to move your life forward. And, and I get it. Like sometimes you just don't have that. But what I'm saying is like you have to seek out people in your life that are mentors, that are coaches, that are goal getters, G-O-A-L, goal getters, Yes. that help you to level up your life. Because if you're still talking about the same things now that you were talking about in 2015 and 2012, then you're not progressing in your life. You're you're not moving forward and you're not going to step into becoming the best version of yourself. So you need to seek out people like that. So, you know, I'm so fortunate that I have a, a handful of friends like that, like Jeff and a few other people, because it's helped me to kind of level up my life in so many areas. Right. And so, please, if you don't have that, seek out online communities, seek out mentors, seek out coaches, you know, read books, look at videos, you know, find some people that will inspire you to kind of search for that greatness within you and and take action on that. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, there's no more excuses. I always say, if you want to be a millionaire, you have to hang out with millionaires. Like you have to, you can't hang out with guys who are working the nine to five and making minimum wage and expect to become a millionaire because a conversation is not there. But amongst millionaires, a conversation is there, right? If you want to become a doctor, you got to hang out with doctors, right? Like if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be someone who's in the self-help uh, business, whatever it is that you want for yourself, you have to hang out with that type of person. And the excuses have got to go because we live in an era where we're online, right? Where everything is online. Danny has an online program, right? Where he, he mentors people and he has like a, a membership type program. I'm actually just starting mine as well. So, there, you know, and I'm not even saying that to push it, to plug it, but there are thousands, if not millions of these groups out there, right? If you want to be in a certain area in your life, you have to start hanging out with those type of people. And when I very, the very first time I started writing my children's book, my very first book is a children's book. I started to put myself in places with people who have done that. And I learned from them. And now that I have my children's book out, who's knocking on my door? A ton of, a ton of people. Because they're like, Jeff, how did you do that? And I've had to refer my illustrated to a number of different people. My editor, we've sat down with a number of different people and kind of worked things out in terms of how they're going to structure theirs because they want to do the same thing I did. And so if you want to do something in your life, you have to find people who have done it before you so they can help you along your journey. Yeah, no, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. So, you know, Jeff, I like to ask people this, like, what, what would you say is your superpower? Like, what is your thing? Like, what's, what is it? Cause you know, you're doing all kinds of things, you're motivational speaking, you're coaching, you're mentoring, you know, you got a school, you're teaching, like, what is your, you're good at connecting people. So what is your, what would you say your superpower is? I would say my superpower is speaking life. And that might be broad for some people, but in everything I do, I speak life. My children's book, I speak life. New me, I speak life. In the course that I'm doing, I speak life. In the motivational talks that I do in real life or online, it's always about speaking life. Speaking life meaning giving people the hope that they need, giving them the inspiration that they need, giving them the keys that they need to be successful. And so again, it's really about helping people along their journey. 
I, I spoke about briefly having a youth mentorship program that I run every Sunday. And two weeks ago, we had a, a, a talk about stock investments mm. because I'm trying to get these kids at 17, 18, 19 years old to understand stock investments. Listen, I learned it, Danny. I learned stock investments maybe five <laughs> years ago. Wow. Five years ago. And now I'm like, ooh, like any any little dime or quarter I get, I'm putting it in <laughs> because I'm like, let's build this thing because I understand it now, right? My children, my oldest son is 10 years old. My middle son is seven. My last one is two. So he's two. He doesn't know what's going on, right? But my 10 and my seven-year-old, so old children, they understand what it means to buy stocks. Wow. They understand investments. I just got off, um, we, we, ju we just finished doing a YouTube uh, video where they're learning about mortgages. Wow. At 10 and 7 years old. Amazing. Why? Because I want them to be a beast when they get to my age. And that's what it's about when I say speaking life. It's about giving people the tools they need to be successful so when they get to the point that they're ready to take over and do what they have to do, they are ready to do it because they already have the system in place. That, that's my, so My superpower is speaking life. That is so amazing. And I love that you're doing that with your, with your boys. Like, you know, for, for you, like, what was it that kind of made you kind of sit down with them and start to teach them all of these things? Like, did you get that growing up or was there a lack of that knowledge? Like, what was it that just like, I need to teach my sons all of these important things about financial literacy and mortgages and, and how to make your money work for you? How, how did that come about? Yeah, because I, I see how the world works. And the way the world works, in my opinion, is that we go to school, we go to high school, we graduate, we go to college, university, and then we graduate from there and then we work for the next 30 years for that department <laughs> store right. or we work the next 30 years for that, you know, fill in the blank. Right. And maybe that's the path for you. I'm not knocking it, but I want people to understand that even if that's a path for you, there's still other paths as well. And if I was able to understand investments, you know, whether it be real estate, whether it be stock investments, whether it be even investing in myself, mm -hmm. if I learned those things at a younger age, then I would be such a different person that I am now. I might be further along in a lot of different things than I am now. So if I can teach that to the younger generation, then it sets themselves up to be a lot more independent than some of us are in the community. Yeah. And so it's just about making people better. It's about speaking life. It's about giving them the tools they need to be successful. And so I got to tell you, like for my parents, I love them to death. My parents are still together. They're still alive. And my parents came from, you know, the island of Jamaica. They came, they set themselves up, they established themselves here. They were able to raise their three children. And I promise you, when my parents die, I don't have an inheritance coming. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't have a, a plethora of lands or, you know, a, an endowment of, of a bunch of money coming to me. I don't have that. My parents don't have that. But what they were able to provide me with on top of life and love was opportunity. And it's through that opportunity that I recognize that I have to do something great with my life because there's a reason why I'm here. And while I do something great with my life, whatever lessons I learn that's successful, I have to. It's my duty to pass it along, whether it be to my children, whether it be to other youth, whether it be to other adults through the, the school. It's to teach other people the tools that they can use to be successful. But it really comes down to them taking advantage of it and using it to propel their life forward. Wow, man. I love that. You know, I love that. And, and I think that we have to, un and this is why gratitude is important. And I, the show was called the grinding gratitude show. Yes, sir. Right? Gratitude is important because, because of what you just said, like, even in the midst of my life, isn't going the way that I expect it to go. Even in the midst of I'm struggling, you have to be grateful because you have life. 
You have to be grateful because maybe you have people in your life that care about you and love you. You have to be grateful because you ate a meal today. Yes. And I think that's important because once you understand that, then you can start to understand that there's more to this, right? Like it's not over. This is just a spot in your journey and that you, there's still time for you to create something bigger for yourself yes. and your family and your community, right? And I think that's, that's what we have to understand, even in the midst of our struggles. That's why every single day I wake up in gratitude. And I think it's so important, regardless of what you're going through. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we like to think that the Oprah's of the world, the LeBron James of the world, the, you know, whoever, insert whatever celebrity name you want to in that spot, Beyonce, whoever. We like to think sometimes that's, oh, but that's them. Like, they're able to do that. But I promise you that none of them were born with a superpower. Right. None of them were born with anything more special than you, right? They all put their pants on one leg at a time. They all have the same 24 hours in a day that you have, but they've decided to take a path that's going to propel them forward. What is that path? That path is to grind towards their goals each and every day. Right. And so there's so much distractions that are out there. We can watch, you know, Netflix all day. We can scroll through social media all day. And the truth is, if you watch the rhythm, the algorithm of some of these things, it's created for that. Like you put on YouTube and just at the end of the YouTube uh, video you're watching, what happens? Another three or four screens pop up saying, hey, watch this, watch this, watch this, because they want to occupy your time because they are getting paid, right? But we have to kind of walk away from some of these distractions and focus on what's important to you, to us. Who am I? What do I want? What's my purpose? And then use that to push you forward in life. Yeah, I love that. See, I love it, Jeff. Thanks. And, and, you know, I think some people are like, man, Jeff is powerful. I love what he's saying. You know, he has this great energy. He probably never has a bad day, right? Oh, <laughs> this guy, oh. they're like, they're like, he wakes up in, in, in his rainbows and unicorns, right? That's what, that's what people are thinking right now. So that would well, be nice. <laughs> it would be. It would be pretty incredible. I'd, you'd probably have to ask yourself, what, what am I uh, eating or smoking or drinking? But, um, but so, You've already mentioned that, you know, a big challenge that you've had to overcome and you talk about it in the book, but, you know, are there any other like big challenges that you've had to overcome in your life and, and, and how did you get through that? Yeah, absolutely, Danny. You talked about it already, you know, just being grateful of where you are. And one of the wake up calls I would say that I had was back in uh, 2007. So October 2007, I'm sorry, 2017, I was speaking at an event, right? Talking about self-love and, and, and valuing who you are. And at the end of the speaking event, so I was done, but it was still going on. I remember sitting down and kind of feeling lightheaded. And I'm like, ooh, this is kind of weird. So I got up thinking, okay, maybe I you know, didn't eat enough or I don't know what's going on. So I walked down to the, the corner to the fast food restaurant. I was by myself thinking, let me just grab something real quick to put it in my stomach. Maybe I'm hungry. I don't know what's going on. And while I stood in line in that restaurant, the whole restaurant started to spit. Wow. And so I walked over trying to get to a chair. And the next thing I remember is people yelling and screaming, get an ambulance, get an ambulance. And I kind of looked wow. around and like, they're talking about me, right? I passed out by myself lying on the dirty restaurant floor. And so I don't know if people thought I was on drugs or what, right? right. And so I got taken to the hospital. And I was at the hospital for four days. I stayed at the hospital for four days. And of course, my wife is super worried. My children, you know, at the time, um, just prior to that, I had lost a cousin to cancer. So my children saw me in the hospital and they're like, mommy, is daddy going to die? Wow. Because that's the only reference to a hospital that they knew. 
which of course gr- brings on more grief for her. And so, you know, of course, I didn't know what was going on for four days. And so finally, they were able to tell me, which I'm grateful, that I was dehydrated. And I was like, okay, like, that's kind of weird for me. If you, you know, this is a podcast, so you can't see me, but I'm a big guy. You know what I'm saying? So the dehydration yeah. thing was kind of weird for me, but I'm like, okay. But I got to tell you, the four days I was in the hospital, the questions continued to come to my head. And I'm like, you know, if I die today, like if I die while I'm in this hospital, whatever brought me here, is my family financially okay? Mm. And the answer for me was no. Have I lived my purpose on this earth? And the answer was no. And so it was at that point, I'm like, okay, well, let's go. It's time to work. Wow. It's time to put the time in. Because again, I believe that all of us are here for a reason, for a purpose. And for me, that was a wake up call. And whenever you have a brush with death, you know, a lot of people kind of talk like this, where there's a bit of a wake up call for them, but you don't need to have that brush with death. You know, this year we lost Kobe Bryant at an early age. That could be your brush, right? We see what's going on with the coronavirus and people dying, like, like high numbers. That could be your brush. It doesn't need to be you. And what I'm saying is we don't have to wait for January 1st to set our resolutions. You can start right now. Like not tomorrow when you wake up. I'm talking about right now. It's the decisions that you make. If you want to lose weight, if you like start now, if you want to start opening that bit or work on that business, start now. I'm not asking you to get the brick and mortar tomorrow. What I'm saying is turn on a YouTube video, learn a little bit, hire a coach if you need a coach, whatever it is, but you can start taking the steps right now to push your life forward. And that's the lesson that I learned lying in that hospital bed And that's what's propelled me forward. That was in 2017. So the last three years, I've put out my children's book. I put out New Me. And now I have this course, this online academy. I mean, you've been doing a lot since then. And, you know, I I think you're right. You know, thankfully, you know, it was just dehydration. And I think a lot of us just sit down and and we wait till something happens to us before we snap out and be like, okay, I have to do something. And you're right. Like, you can start today. Like if you have to lose weight, right? You you don't just lose weight overnight. You have it's incremental progress, right? And so yeah. that's what Jeff is talking about. It's just like just start, do some yeah. research, read a book, go online, check something out. Like just start, and then every day you do one more thing and one more thing, because we're not talking about. You don't necessarily have to be speaking on stages. Maybe it's just a, a social media post. Absolutely. Of something that you're passionate about, of yes. a quote that just reminds you of something or remind you of somebody special. Maybe it's just the messages that you choose to put out. Maybe it's just you calling up your friends, checking on them just to say, look, this is how I'm feeling about you. I want you to know it can be just the littlest thing. But anytime you feel like you're inclined to do something, then just act on it. Just do it. You know, as they say, there's two great times to plant a tree. Once is 20 years ago, so you have that big tree now that you can get shade from, and the, sec- the second best time is right now, right? We can talk about, oh, I wish I did this. I, you know, I wish I got into stock investments. I wish I started that business. I wish I you know, didn't leave that person who I could have been with. Like The best time to start, like, let's not talk about what we could have did, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Les Brown says, you know, people are out there saying, you know, I should have be, I should have be, you know, should have bees don't make honey. Right. It's not what you should have, you know, you know, it's not what you should have been. It's what you can be now. And you start right now. 
Yes. Right. Today's the day to start. Today's the day to get started. You know, again, start by watching that YouTube video. Start by hiring that coach. Start by asking questions. Start by researching. Start by wa- by not watching as much TV or social media as you usually do. Start mm-hmm. by being quiet and asking yourself those questions. Who am I? What do I want? And what's my purpose? Yes, man. I love that. I love that. And, you know, let me ask you something. Like, What's been your kind of biggest lesson as an entrepreneur? Like, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned either about yourself or just about being an entrepreneur uh, over the last few years? I got to say the lesson that I learned is that you have to keep going. And I say that because when I first had the idea for my children's book and I finally put it together and I started to market it and I started to go into some of the local uh, bookstores I remember walking into one bookstore and they had, so it wasn't like your usual organized, you know, major uh, bookstore. This was like a mom and pop store and they had books on top of books on top of books. (laughs) Like it wasn't nice and organized. Like if you were looking for a specific book, good luck. And I walked in there and they had thousands of children's books, thousands. And I stopped for a second and I'm like, good Lord, what am I doing? What about like the doubt stepped in, right? The doubt was like, the doubt was like, do you not see these books in front of you? Like, do you not see how many people before you have tried this thing? Like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? The doubt was like, you're screaming from my head, right? But then I took a moment. I said, you know, but those aren't my books. Like my book is special. My book is different. And even if my story is very similar to somebody else, it's still my book. It's come from, from inside of me. It's my power that's going into this book. And so I said, let's go. Like at that book, at that point, the book was done. So I still had to say, let's go. But I'm like, let's go. Like, let, let, let's do this. And I'm so proud to say that, you know, my book is very uh, Toronto based. It's to inspire kids uh, in Toronto. And I got to say that my book is one of the number one selling children's books in Toronto for wow. 2019. And I imagine we'll see what happens towards 2020 as well. That's amazing, man. Congratulations on that. Congratulations. Definitely. If you're listening to this, it's called Brothers from the Six, Sisters from the Six. You know, you can grab that on Amazon. You guys need to check it out. It's an amazing book. Appreciate Um, that, man. Thank you. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Um, You know, I I think that um, you said something, you know, really interesting there. We have to think about this. Imagine if your favorite author didn't write that book or that favorite writer didn't write that movie or that your favorite TV show. Right. So imagine that, imagine your favorite TV show, your favorite book, your favorite podcast, right. Your favorite singer, your favorite artist. Imagine if they chose not to sing. Imagine if that writer chose not to write it. Right. You would have never heard that. You would never have your favorite book, your favorite movie, your favorite show. And so you can be that to somebody else. Absolutely. You can be that Danny's my favorite or you're my favorite or, or this is my favorite. And look, it doesn't just have to be about motivation. It can be about whatever your gift is. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be about inspiring people on stages or in books. Right. Maybe you choose to be the best fashion designer, right? Maybe you choose to be the best, whatever it is, hairstylist. Maybe you choose to be whatever, the best fireman. It doesn't matter, right? Because when you make up your mind to be the best and to pursue greatness, you're always going to connect with people in a much deeper way. And I think that's a a great message that Jeff is trying to to communicate and to get us all to understand. 
You don't have to be on a stage. You don't have to have a podcast. You can lead from and inspire from where you are and what you do with your gift. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. You know, one of the things that they say is that the number one fear is public speaking. The number two fear is death. So people would rather die. They'd rather be the person in the casket than be the person on stage giving the eulogy, right? Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things I talk about, I, you know, to piggyback up what, off of what you just said, you know, when you think about your favorite song, that song by that artist that every time you hear it, it melts your heart. Like it, it makes you cry. It, it pulls out so, emo- so much emotion from you. That movie that you've watched 48 times because every time you watch it, you just fall in love with it. Whatever that is, that's come out of somebody's vulnerability. That song that that person wrote had to share it with a number of different people to say, what do you think? Then it had to go towards the music and the music then had to go to the, to the, uh, the A&R of the record company. And everybody at every point had to judge that person's song or that, that person's acting. Like it all comes out of that fear, right? And so it's so important for us to step through it because there's so many gifts that are waiting for us on the other side. And as you said, you know, you don't have to be that big time motivational speaker. You can be someone who's just trying to make an impact in your world. But I always talk about don't try to be the impact in the world, be the impact in your world. Yeah. Because it starts by you, you impacting your household and then to your neighborhood and then to your city and then to your like it just continues to grow to the world. But it starts by you stepping out and saying, this is what I'm ready to do. Man, this guy is dropping so much knowledge bombs on you guys right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wish I had like uh, some kind of air horn or something because he's really. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I think too, everything that you're saying is great. And, and I know what people are thinking. You know, I know that there are some people out there who have people who don't believe in them. They have mm. people who are haters who are, you just don't believe in, in their mission and what they're trying to do. And every time they try to, breakthrough. And every time they try to, you know, take action on a big goal or a dream, they have people that try to pull them back and say, you can't do that. Like, have you had to do deal with people like that before? And then like, you know, give people some advice in terms of how to deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. You're always going to have haters. You're always going to have doubters. And the sad thing is that some of those haters and doubters are actually going to be the people who are closest to you. Family, friends, and they do it not because they hate you. They do it actually because they love you. Right. They don't want to see you fail because in their mind, they can't see how the idea is going to manifest into something real. But that gift wasn't given to them. It was given to you. The idea was not given to them. It was given to you. And so you have the ability to turn it into something great because it's come to you. So what, I believe because it's come to you and you could turn it into something magnificent. And so, yeah, we're always going to have those people who are going to talk ill about our ideas. But again, I go back to the story of, of the young girl who came to me and she said, because of you, I'm going to stop self-harming. That's one of so many stories. Danny and I have shared stories. He's had very similar uh, circumstances as well. People who come to you and say, because of the thing that you put into this world, my life has changed. Like there is somebody I know who was going, who was battling cancer. And she said, you know, one of the things that kind of kept me going is that there's a certain cupcake that I love from down the street. And I just said to myself, once I get through this, I just have to have that cupcake again. A cupcake. We're not talking about motivation here, right? We're not talking about your favorite song that inspires emotion. We're talking about a cupcake. So the owner of the cupcake store created something that someone who is battling cancer 
said, I have to have this one more time. So I, I can't die. Like it's, it's that good. Right. And so that's what I'm saying. No matter what your gift is, it doesn't have to be something that moves people, you know, motivationally. It could be whatever gift it is that you have, but you have to put it into this world because it can change the life of somebody around you and make their life better and make their life better because you were here. Wow. Man, that is so powerful. I mean, that is so powerful. And, and, and I think that's the lesson. That's the lesson. It doesn't matter what you do. It's all about following that gift and just trying to serve, just trying to do it to the best of your ability. Absolutely. And I think that's what it is. Stop, don't ever give up on your dream. Don't ever give up searching. Yeah, right? you have to search. Ask yourself those three questions that Jeff are talking about. So Jeff, I got two more questions for you. And then you can tell people where to find you and all that kind of good stuff. Yes, sir. I like to end with these two questions. So the first one is, what does grind mean to you? What does it mean to grind? What does that mean to you? To grind means to me to wake up every single day and to chase your passion and to chase your purpose. And, you know, I don't want that to, you know, I find sometimes on social media, people are talking about work, 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 and don't relax, work, 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 work. I put in 50 hours this day you know, I mean, this week or whatever. Like, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that every single day, yes, get up and chase your passion, chase your purpose. And some days that means that I'm so tired because of everything else going on in my life. I can only give it 10% today. But then tomorrow I'm going to give it 50%. The next day I'm going to give it a hundred percent. Right. But every single day I'm doing something It's putting yourself into action every single day. So you can take even the tiniest of baby steps to get towards your purpose but I believe that's what grind is. Oh, I love that. Great answer, brother. And, you know, my last question for you is, you know, when you think of gratitude, what is that for you? Oh man, gratitude is appreciating everything around you. And, you know, Danny, the other day I put my kids to sleep and I came downstairs. I love my, you know, me and my wife's time, just, you know, relax and put the kids to sleep. My kids are loud and noisy and I'm <laughs> grateful for them. Don't get me wrong. But I looked out the window and I saw the most beautiful sunrise I've ever seen, Wow! ever seen. I'm sorry, sunrise, sunset uh, that I've ever seen. And, you know, you saw the sun breaking the trees and then it was like, it looked like a thousand colors from where the sun was all the way up to, to, the, to the clouds. And I said to my wife, wow, look at that. And she was like, wow, like she was taken back. And we both took a bit of a video and took some pictures of it. And it's just being grateful for the things around you. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's easy. One of the things I say, you know, it's easy to look at a tree and just say, oh, that's just a tree. But when you take a moment to really think about it, this living thing has the smart somehow, some way to grow every year, to give off leaves. And it somehow has the brains, the ability to drop the leaves before it gets too cold. It has the brains, the ability to, to, to keep its system going during the winter and the very next year to give off leaves again. And to give off fruit. And those fruit have seeds that can continue to do that regeneration upon generation. That's what gratitude is. When you can see something, not for what it is, but what it can be and what it's been doing for many years. Right. So for me, that's what gratitude is, is really looking at something and really appreciating it for what it brings. Wow. You got to drop the mic on that. Look, <laughs> you got to drop the mic on that. Like, we have these conversations all the time and, you know, I could, we could definitely sit here. We, and we have for talk for two, three hours, but absolutely, you know, I just want to just say, you know, before we kind of sign off, um, let people know where they can find you, 
how they can connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So two things. The first thing is you can find me all over social media. Just Google my name, Jeff A.D. Martin. All my social medias are at Jeff A.D. Martin. But the second thing I want to give to your listeners, Danny, and I really appreciate you being on here. If anyone here is listening who is interested in being a part of the program that I have, the online speakers program, I do have a code for you that will give you 25% off. And that code is the name of this podcast, Grind and Gratitude. Okay. So if you go to my website, jeffadmartin.com, just find the tab where it says uh, speaking, speaking course. Again, when you get into that section there and you're ready to go through everything, just enter the code grind and gratitude. We'll hit you up with 20% off, 25% off. Wow, man. Thanks so much, man. Listeners, like, I mean, thanks a lot, Jeff. I mean, thank you. You know, I know that I know the power of speaking. I know the power of communication and telling your story. And Jeff is the man, like he's the man to teach you that. So I, I really appreciate you giving all of our listeners this discount. You guys make sure that you go and you check them out, follow them on social media, register for this course, because listen, it doesn't matter how much communication or speaker training you get, you, we all, we can always become better. Yes. And, and, and so take advantage of this, you know, this isn't going to last forever. We'll definitely make sure that we put that code in the show notes. So it's there and um, I'll put it up somewhere on my social media at I am Danny stone. I'll definitely put a link up there as well. Jeff, I want to thank you so much for being on the, on the podcast, brother. This was an amazing episode. You dropped so many jewels on us and so many gems. And I know that people are going to go back and listen to this at least two or three times over and over. So thanks so much for being here, brother. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you for everything you do, for everything you can continue to do. And, you know, just continue to inspire, to speak life, to make a difference in the lives of people, not just around you, but people around the world. And like I said earlier, I'm speaking into existence. This podcast will be heard all over the world in places that you may physically never get to. It's because of the power of what you do and where your heart is and why you're doing what you do, why it will reach these ears of people who you may never meet. It's because of what you do. So thank you for your efforts, for everything you do. And I appreciate you, brother. Thanks a lot. And you, thank you for listening to the Grind and Gratitude show. I am Danny Stone with my special guest, Jeff A.D. Martin, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks so much for being my co-host on this episode of the Grind and Gratitude show. I really appreciate you. I hope that you learned something and you're motivated to take action and get on your grind. Didn't that go by fast? If you want more, head over to grindinggratitude.com for show notes and information about this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a rating so more people will know to tune in. And let me leave you with this. There's something special about you. Grind until you find it. Be grateful when you get it. Thank you.